0: Wencing.
1: What's up, Peter How are you Soon? doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. So much for being regular. I know, man. Really, really have struggled, but different seasons of life. But here we are. We're still going.
0: <laughs> I feel good because I can finally share one of my excuses. You know, <laughs> yeah. For not yeah, being, I mean... for being too busy to uh, record podcast.
1: Yeah. Do you want to you want to not bury the lead and just start with that?
0: Sold out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, didn't sell reform, but uh, I sold WP Pusher and Brange has a new owner now. And uh, thanks for clapping.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, needs, it needs something more than we don't have audio production, so.
0: <laughs> well, maybe I can throw something in there. No, that's exciting. Yeah, man. It's, it's cool. It's been a long. I feel like we started the process in May or something. It's just taken forever, and um, so you know most of the excitement is is gone already. But it was nice to see the money hit the bank account. I have to be honest, especially yeah. the last half of it, because then it's kind of like you know, as Elon likes to say, "funding secured." You know.
1: Yeah. So so you sold um, WE Pusher. What happens to Branch?
0: yeah that was part of the deal so uh the buy i got both both because uh they're so intertwined and Mm -hmm. you know branch still making some money people are like there's there's one customer emailing me the other day and he was like hey i have a question and also i just want to say i'm so happy that we signed up before you closed it (laughs)
1: like it might be opening back up we'll see (laughs) yeah
0: that's actually Um, the plan so um but yeah and they're so intertwined and and for for more of a cash flow you know the type of business that he plans on running with it it makes good sense and uh, he got a good multiple on branch i think great very fair and um it's just not uh you know it doesn't make sense when you have investors and stuff like that for, for the kind of deal that he's put together it makes a ton of sense and it also kind of what what started the branch uh, conversation was hey you know you're buying this thing it's gonna take a lot of effort to split these two apart and also mm-hmm. i don't really know what to do with it once we split it so do you want to just mm-hmm. get both at a really good price and that's kind mm-hmm. of a no-brainer so um that's how we ended
1: up doing it so, you get in exchange for this, you get cash, but you also get something that's even more valuable than cash, arguably at times, which is focus.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the actually the real, the wheel, real, real switch in my kind of in my mind when the money landed was not like, oh, we have this money now. Like, it's more, oh, it's not, it's not my responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. been my responsibility for six, seven years, you know. Yep. And uh I still I'm still involved and I'm still helping out and I wanted to be really successful for him, but it's not my responsibility. It's I uh I just I get to kind of do it more in my own terms and, and it's gonna be him who is on top of things and then can mm-hmm. kind of pull me in if he needs help or wanna ask a question or something.
1: That's great. Yeah, you, uh yeah. It's exciting. Um, so primary use of funds, sort of the My runway. Your runway, right? Yeah. I'm just sort of spelling it out for our listeners because yeah, we've been talking yeah. about this a while, but
0: this like what it does is it gives us a huge we it gives us a lot of optionality in terms of what we wanna do the next year or two if we wanna kind of just fund it with this money or raise some more money or like how fast we want to go um Mm -hmm. so it gives us some optionality that i really like and it's you know i was talking to a friend about it and and he was excited on my behalf and then i started you know i i I tend to not stay excited very long i get very technical about things and and kind of split it apart so i I kind of broke it down to him and (laughs) Talked about multiples and stuff like that, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, I kind of get what you're saying. Like, it's kind of like you exchanged money. <laughs> like, you ex- you exchanged your business for its value in money, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so it's like going to the to the forex. Like, <laughs> and I think the example yeah. we use is like you go on vacation, and you have you know." 200 euros or something left in your pocket when you get back home. It's not like you go to the, you know, the Forex and you're like, oh my God, I just changed this into, I don't know, 1500 (laughs) kroner. It's exciting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. But, uh, it's obviously it's more than that because you also, you, you front load the money as well. Mm -hmm. So the, at the current run rate, it wasn't enough to sustain me, Mm -hmm. but. With the way that the multiples work and stuff like that, it'll it can sustain me for a few years. Possibly. That's awesome. And uh yeah, it's just exciting.
1: Great. And I am very thrilled about you not having to wake up to the fact that you're the responsible adult for those products anymore. Just...
0: Yeah, and it's weird because like I'm not really in the WordPress world anymore. <laughs> I don't yeah, have any true. WordPress products. I don't think I have any, any WordPress websites or anything. So it's kind of it's kind of weird because I've kind of been a WordPress guy for a while now.
1: Yeah. Kind yeah. Of a different. I'm sure you'll have, still have that friendly network, but it's um, you're in a new land now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, as I said, like that's been my excuse for part of why I've been really busy and uh, mm-hmm. other things going on as well. But, um, this has definitely taken on some mental, uh, space and, um, parts of it have been really frustrating <laughs> mm-hmm. and at times really frustrating and, and drawn out. But you know, this, the, the buyer Keenan has been awesome to work with. He's been really easy to work with and, um, But, you know, it's just a lot of moving pieces and... Oh, yeah. Tons. And Stripe is annoying. That's what I'm trying to say (laughs) in a nice way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you you had to work through some uh, Stripe account uh, stuff. And uh, there's always... I I haven't seen a lot of deals, but uh, the number of deals I've seen where some 10th or 11th hour thing has just added stress is very high. I think it's... Probably 100%. Yeah.
0: I mean, this is a, by far the largest transaction I've been involved in in my life, you know, with anything. It's this is the most money I've had to kind of deal with ever. Mm-hmm. And then Stripe is like, yeah, we'll get to it eventually. And a month later, like you can, after like 10,000 support emails, you can finally make them click the button that that then triggers a ton of work on your end because they can't really do any of the real work for you yeah. and then after a week of stress and anxiety that you are doing things the right way you can you can get that money
1: <laughs> and close yeah. the deal that's it's funny stressful it's like comp- it's it's comp- doesn't really fit into their business model but some kind of vip or professional services arm of stripe that you could have just given money to to give you attention right. yeah you know, seriously if we could have just right?
0: paid them like 5k or something like, and they here's would five just or ten thousand dollars just yeah.
1: make this a priority yeah uh, but that's not the basically business, so. and that would
0: be basically like a like the fee they charge on the transactions like that that kind of you know it'd be a no-brainer yeah yeah in a exactly. deal like that
1: yeah interesting
0: yeah well uh, congratulations
1: for making it through
0: yeah that's exciting it's uh you know it's not life-changing but right now it is kind of (laughs) life-changing and it's not life-changing for life you know what i mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's life-changing right now and uh it feels good to have gone through this process and um i feel better prepared to do it next time i guess
1: yeah you don't have to um because of this there are things you won't have to do that you might have had to do otherwise which is a relief so and those are all worse and tedious and difficult and everything else so all that gets put away and you get to just focus on reform
0: yeah which is awesome and uh speaking of reform we are four digit mrr now yeah which is pretty exciting as well (laughs) congratulations
1: that's huge
0: yeah it is it uh I mean it's it's still still doesn't mean much in terms of runway and stuff like that but it's and and i think one thing i tried to say on twitter one day is when you there's a big difference when you have a product that's 100 bucks and a product that's 10 to 20 bucks when you to like for You can't really compare it, the $1,000 MRR milestone because it's just we have 70 some customers right now Mm -hmm. and we haven't manually brute forced them. But if we only had 10 customers, we could have in theory just it could just be 10 of our friends in theory, I guess. So it's a lot about like, how did you get those customers? And the thing that I'm excited about is the fact that though most of those customers just came on their own, they onboarded themselves and they, they kind of self-surfed themselves into becoming a customer. Mm-hmm. So even though we're only at, I think we're at 1100 something MR right now, it's something is working just on a yeah. small scale. And yep. there's, um it's something that can scale as well, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and the cash flow is actually twice that because we have that annual deal. So right now the cash flow is, is at 2k. And so actually when you're comparing that to the, the revenue that we no longer have because we sold W pressure and branch, we're actually, you know, we're making our way back <laughs> to where we were yeah. <laughs> without all the, the weight of those products. So, um, yeah. I feel pretty good that in not very long we should be able to catch up to our old level of revenue and mm-hmm. and surpass that. So, yeah, that's that's ex- also
1: exciting. That's great. That's yeah. cool, man. I'm really happy for you um, and happy as a Reform uh, shareholder as well. <laughs> yeah. just and as you said, like
0: the focus is just focus big. Focus is huge. Yeah, exactly.
1: Huge. I mean... If it had been related at all, you know, that'd be one thing, but um, yeah, you've got very limited bandwidth, so let's focus it all on the thing that's the future. So that's great. Yeah. yeah, Cool, man. So, um, Most of your growth now is still just coming through Twitter, organic, pe- just people just hearing about it. Any ideas yeah. beyond that?
0: It's Twitter yeah. and, and kind of just referrals and, but you know, the, hearing about it referral stuff it's just um we need more volume for that to really start Mm. to be significant but we can again i can tell and that's yeah but it's the twitter sphere right now that's cool yeah and we're actually um i'll just keep going on my update i guess yeah i'm kind of drawing in anyway so (laughs) (laughs) we are um we're planning product hunt right now. Oh man. And hope to do that in about two weeks. Okay. So and you know, it's kind of thing you never know how it goes. Like it might be that you launch something and then 10 minutes later Peter Levels or someone else posts something and you're like, okay, <laughs> he's gonna get it. It's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um my, the way I think about it is like you might as we might as well do our best and we might as well spend some time because, well, most of the prep that we would do for product hunt is beneficial in general just for, you know, updating the website and creating some mm-hmm. videos and stuff like that is something we can use for other things as well. But yeah, even if it was only for product hunt, I think it's worth spending some energy there because when it works, it really works. And I think it can yeah. work for a product like reform. Mm-hmm. And I expect all the listeners of this podcast to go on Product Hunt that day and and help us out because that's, uh, I mean, it really, really can help. And we've seen that with Derek and he's been pretty open about, like it Mm -hmm. it was huge the week he launched on Product Hunt, but it also changed his trajectory. So it just, it increased the baseline of his growth level. Yeah. I agree, and um, I mean, I don't know how well we're gonna do, but I'm gonna and and you know honestly, there's a thing of like fear of failure because if you mm. do a really professional launch and people <laughs> can tell you do you prepared a lot and it flops, it's kind of embarrassing mm-hmm. then at the same time, if it flops mo- most people didn't see it, <laughs> and fair, yeah, but I think it's just worth it because it might it could double or triple our business right now mm-hmm. if it's we great. pull it off so yeah so I'm, I'm doing that i have a long list of things that i want to prepare and we have a list of features that we just want to make sure we have so um wrapping up some stuff and and yeah just tidying everything up make sure just The basic stuff like make sure we mention it on the websites and people over there to help us support it make sure we have an email that can go out and a landing page and a video and some screenshots and all that stuff Yeah, make sure we have an answer when people start asking about competitors and just prepare for everything (laughs) yeah that's a lot it is a lot preparing for those kinds of questions and going through your positioning again and stuff like that is useful overall yeah
1: course yeah i agree with that i mean it's um i hate to make the comparison but it's not that different in that sense than if you do fundraising and you know <laughs> you have to get your story straight yeah it's getting your story straight is a useful exercise whatever sort of forces you to do it so if it's product time, yeah. great if it's fundraising great if it's just maybe you just have the discipline to do it but then you don't necessarily have an audience yeah um i it's interesting i think i'm thinking of our friend uh kenneth um uh of slip app slip. who yep who's in yc or went through yc and it's like yeah that preparation of getting your story together and everything i think that's like a it's a really powerful practice um for folks yeah. to do so uh you think you're going to be able to kind of get this all together in the next couple weeks yeah
0: i feel i feel pretty good about it like cool. if you can't get your story straight, it's a smell. I think like it's a smell that you yeah. don't really know what value you're providing. And
1: yeah, I think you yeah. do.
0: <laughs> One thing I'm trying to figure out is how competitor focused we should be. Mm. And actually, when we when we were validating the idea for reform, everyone asked about competitors because everyone is like, "Wait, what? Why are you competing with?" type form, et cetera, because like, they're so big and successful. Are you sure you want to compete with those guys? Mm. And so I had to be very clear about why we needed to exist. But then as time passed, like when, when I talked to the, the customers we get right now, like most of them don't mention any competitors. Like they, I think mm. right now, a lot of the people we get, like they wouldn't really consider, um, like let's say type form for what they're using reform for. And they just maybe saw someone using reform already and they are like, oh that looks cool. Like I want I want the same thing. Or I yeah. So so I've I've toned it down a lot in when I talk about reform. But I just know that once once we go on product hunt, I think we're gonna it's gonna it's gonna come back. Because it's not people seeing their friends using Reform. It's new people that mm, are used to right, coming into know this. about the competitors. And that's kind of like yes. their frame of reference. That's right. So it would just yeah. be silly not to have a very sharp pitch, basically. Yeah. Some, yeah. Some good canned re- replies I can send. Um, Makes sense. And obviously this is all if it goes well, but that's what I'm preparing for. <laughs> cool I'm giving it a good a good go
1: well you can count on an
0: upvote or two from me <laughs> i need you to write a comment as well dude yeah
1: oh yeah i can do that <laughs> i can do that
0: everyone who's listening to this right now who's a reform <laughs> customer needs to go on product on that here's day the deal it was a vote yeah. and write a comment otherwise you're gonna that's get right. fired as a customer
1: <laughs> <laughs> fired as a listener yeah <laughs> as a
0: listener as well <laughs> you're gonna be banned bad standing that's right yeah. Yeah. But I think we should be able to do decently well. If someone is really popular and launches something the same day, it's gonna to be tough. You know, we have an email list, we have Twitter followers, friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully we can gather enough people to to get featured and, and stand out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh that's really The main, main threats for me right now (laughs) is wrapping up the, the WP pusher branch deal and, um, announcing it this week and then focusing back on reform and looking ahead to the product hunt launch in, in about two weeks and then, yeah. It's going to be like a nice line in the sand, see how that goes. If it doesn't go well, I think it it, it might be a good time to reflect about our positioning and hmm. and our value proposition. If it goes well, I think it's just full speed. Ahead. Heck yeah.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, so that's I, what's I will, going on with me. I may want, yeah, I'm sure there's a million articles out there, but it's <laughs> between Derek and then you doing product hunts. I, I might need to like, Just get a copy of your playbook and (laughs) seriously consider
0: I can share with you what I did. So I think for $25, something like that, I was able to buy a a ticket to microconf remote um, to watch the old (laughs) videos. And there's 55 minutes of Derek talking about this. And I think it also just came out as a podcast for free.
1: But then you don't get to see his face as well. Yeah, there you go. Good plug and that's exactly what I should do. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was good stuff.
1: Thanks. <laughs> cool.
0: What's uh what's going on with you?
1: Oh man. Um a lot is going on. I I can say right now in terms of the business, I am kind of obsessively refreshing the daily active users count (laughs) and just really focused on getting more active users that is like the thing that that's that's the number one metric uh, right now for us and um i think we're also then just trying testing a bunch of different ideas about how to increase that uh number so and then you know running those experiments so uh we actually just changed it so that when you click the get early access button on the homepage, instead of going to a reform, it just takes you to sign up. <laughs> so that is our silent launch.
0: <laughs> I feel good <laughs> and bad about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I feel good. You use reform for other things.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely not going away. We actually added another reform to our app the other day where it's like, Hey, do you, do you want a certain kind of template or you have an idea for a template? Click here. And it was so nice as a developer just to be able to put in a link to a clean branded form elsewhere that somebody could just fill out. Um, So it's working great. But no, that uh, that was us saying, you know, the benefit of gating things, the benefit of controlling kind of the waves of access was gone at this point. Like we got all the value out of that that we could. We're starting to get consistent feedback for the same couple things, but really what we wanted to do is remove that drop-off rate between sending out that email and then getting them to actually go through with what they wanted to do in the first place. So if somebody filled out that form, you know, there are people who didn't fill out the form who might've signed up if they didn't have to fill out a form. And then after that, we're sending them an email that says, Hey, thanks for filling out the form. Come now back to the site, hopefully right now and fill out another form and become a customer or become a user. So we just realized that's a lot of friction which had its purpose for a while when the system was pretty unstable and we were dealing with, you know, people would find bugs. You no longer needed that throttle. (laughs) Don't need that throttle, exactly. So now it's just wide open and let's make sure people get into the product as soon as they have that intent to use the product. So fix that, I wouldn't say, yeah, fixed, improve that part of the funnel on purpose and so now you also get a cleaner it's a cleaner test too of, you know, are we just, where are we losing people? So we have our funnel metrics broken down by email sent and open rates and clicks and signups and everything. Those were rough numbers because of just the percentage of people who open an email and click <laughs> through on something is just, it's not a hundred percent. It's not even close. So right. with that dialed up to a hundred percent now, if somebody clicks the button, they get a form. Then it becomes, how do we get them to fill out the form? How do we get them to click the button? And then, once they're in the app, how do we do what we've been really focused on lately, which is make sure that first-run experience is as good as it can be. Um, so, yeah. Congrats f- on moving to a new phase. Thanks. Yeah, it's a new phase. I feel really good about the foundations of the product. I will say that it's a very broad foundation And we recently made the decision to, based on all the early access users and customers, so we're well beyond, don't overstate it too much, but we are well beyond the 10 paying customers stage of people that don't know you, which is a huge, I'm not going to share exact numbers, it's not my style, Uh, but it's a number where you look at it, not quite like yours, but you're like, yeah, there's definitely something here. These yeah. are not people I strong-armed. These are people I didn't even know, and they signed up, and they became customers, which is, you know that feeling. So we're we're in that zone, but we said, man, the product is broad, and the homepage H1 for a long time was whiteboards that love math or whiteboards that do math, and I think that was a good, that was like us categorically trying to say, hey, look, it's, it's a thing that's different, but it's like these two other things. It's like math, and it's like a whiteboard. And you've never seen those together, so you want to check this out. A little bit of a gimmicky hook, you know, which felt like the right thing just to get people's attention. But we started to get some consistent feedback from our broad user base. And I mean broad in terms of types of users. So some people are founders. Some people are product managers. Some people are thinking about marketing. But consistently, there's this theme of wanting to be more confident in the plans you're putting together. And then to be able to share those plans, present those plans either to yourself, if you will, it's like a reflective exercise, or to other people. So we said, well, why don't we change the H1 to acknowledge that because it feels like a pretty compelling emotional value prop, like the the emotional value is there. So it says the new H1 is build trust in your plans. I feel like that's true for everybody that's using or paying for the product right now and active is it's really what they're looking to do. It's like they've they have got a rough idea of a plan in their head. They use something to flesh it out. And then through that exercise of fleshing it out, they become more confident that they understand their own plans <laughs> and that the plans are actually going to work. Um, so that was a big change to kind of zero in on the value prop that we feel like is the right position I guess that is the word i'm looking for for this broad product because we don't want to just appeal to certain kinds of people you know it's like reform it's right. like you don't just want sales using reform <laughs> so yeah um so that's another big change i don't know if you have thoughts on that i didn't really get much of a reaction Uh i think you said you liked it on twitter but i don't know i think it
0: <laughs> no I, I i like it I think I suggested something even shorter, but I, I like the build trust part. But I think I think that's even more powerful when you're a team. And mm. I know you always ask me <laughs> have you shared that plan with, have you showed that plan to Bjorn? <laughs> yeah. I, I think <laughs> at this stage I'm still mostly using Summit for myself. Yeah. Just to as like a brain dump almost. And then mm-hmm. um yeah, more than that, of course, but that's like step one is like get it out of my head, yeah, and then actually do something with it. Um, so think through the problem, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 I totally get that uh, positioning and, cool. and why you picked that.
1: Yeah, I think also we, well, I know that we had in mind more of a team setting. We, we basically said, look, if you're a founder and you're on a retreat. And it's a reflective exercise. That's great too. You're still, I think, you're still kind of having a conversation with yourself and saying, "Right, like, do I buy this? Is this crazy? Am I just deluded myself?" Um, but we are thinking about that team setting. I think the presentation elements of Summit have shown themselves to be powerful. And then the H two now says, "Express your financial operations on a flexible canvas." So we had to come up with something that said, "Okay." Who doesn't want to build trust in their plans but like what the heck is this thing um so that's our new h2 and we brought in the word financial even though we had kind of shied away from the word financial for a couple months i think we wanted to test the limits of you know maybe this isn't financial yeah you know i don't
0: think you're going too niche (laughs) by using the word financial but i get where you're coming from because spreadsheets are so broadly used as well right
1: but like they are they are a- a- and it's kind of like you know if you were i mean you are generic too it'd be like reform saying um great forms for your SaaS applications you're like i mean SaaS is big financial is big i think it's not ev- it almost it's not
0: like you say forms for business like yeah forms, forms for
1: business that's true and then you're like well did i really want to cut out all those weddings <laughs> yeah <laughs> or whatever you know so
0: hey we have but, a wedding
1: I I know I know we have bro. a wedding I, form. I heard about that. that, was, <laughs> that I was thought sleepy. that was really cool. Use case, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um, a lot classier than a Google form. <laughs> but I think when we step step back, we realize you know we literally default format your your events to be currency. You know, right. we highly recommend people think about things like income and bank accounts and balance. You know, bank account balances and things and. Expenses. So I'm like, this is this is financial. It doesn't mean it has to be kind of a classic traditional finance department. No. But it is about money. <laughs> so yeah, and
0: I mean if you use it for something else, it's probably in a situation where you think about that other, let's say, resource in a kind of like in a financial way, like you use it to yeah. model employees or you know it's still financial like you can still yeah translate that into somewhere. an amount somewhere yeah
1: yep yep very 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 likely that there are some dollar signs in your in your plans and that makes it a financial plan um but i think we are cutting into or carving out a new uh, it's a new layer. I mean, I'd say one thing that's been really cool is we came across uh, a new user who is a bookkeeper. And I think I had a very stereotypical mindset around bookkeeping and accounting. And I think that's wrong. I know that's wrong now. I know that's wrong just based on sort of like you find one piece of evidence that contradicts your theory. <laughs> it's like he's a bookkeeper but very um very much looking to do more than just crunch numbers and add numbers together for his clients. So nobody wants to be relegated to kind of bean counting, if you will. Even even a even a bookkeeper, they want to help their small business owners clients strategize or think through their cash flow or come up with a better way to do things. You know, they don't. Nobody wants to just run the numbers. And he re- he really 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 likes Summit, and he, he even said. I draw pictures of the models that are inside the spreadsheets I work with every day. Wow. Every day he's drawing some kind of picture in PowerPoint or some other tool to illustrate the model for his clients because they can't interpret or decipher a spreadsheet, right? It's like, perfect. (laughs) So, So that gave me a lot of excitement around the fact that there is a new kind of class of finance worker, if you will, who is strategic, creative on top of just being numeric. And I think that's like a really potentially very rich vein for Summit in terms of a segment because it does allow that expression or creativity to come through, but it still runs the numbers. And I'm not saying they, they would probably still use Excel and spreadsheets a lot, but... I think this tool might be a really good fit for them when they want to just yeah, add, show the value that they bring to their clients and do something more creative. So we're we're excited about that. I think kind of continue the ramble and bring it to a point. What we're looking for now is those, or I'd say that one, even that one s- segment or persona that is very large and gets summit very deeply, but in the same way that the trouble with founders is, I don't know how many people get this reference, but the personas within founders are legion. There's just many, 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 many personas within founders. They represent sales and marketing and growth and fundraising and corporate development and business development. They're all the things, right? So when you sell the founders, and we have a lot of founders who are users, you don't you think it's consistency, but it's not. It's really not consistency. What they're basically doing is they're using your tool as if they were one of those people who's probably a future hire, right? If they're successful. But you could have a hundred founders all using your tool and they're all wearing a different slightly role hat, if you will, when they use the tool. And so you don't have that consistency. And founders is such a small market, but you're what we're really looking for now is to say, okay, founder, what role are you really occupying or in when you are using the tool the way you do so that we can go find like that person with that title at like 10,000 companies, right? Mm. Um, where their title isn't founder, you know, it's director of marketing or sales manager or whatever that <laughs> That's is. That's really interesting.
0: Right? Yeah. I could probably do a similar thing.
1: Right. Right, There's yeah, because some... it's like
0: it's the wrong, it's the it's the wrong way to slice. Mm-hmm. To say they're founders, yeah, they're also, you know, different gender and different countries. But it's not really what's interesting about. It's not the interesting trait. The interesting trait is what hat they're wearing that's right. when they're using the tool. Right,
1: so it's like the event. Now that's that's why
0: founders is also an interesting market to start with because you can see where they naturally start using it.
1: That's right. I mean, they're great. They're a great petri dish, if you will, for like a testing set where you're like, okay, if it doesn't grow here, there's probably not a persona out there. Yeah, because like, let's
0: say each founder has like three or four hats, probably (laughs) more, but like that they use a lot. Then you have 20 founders, like you, you start having a lot of different hats used to the tool. That's right. It's quite interesting, actually.
1: Yeah, so you're drawing a constellation or you're drawing the kind of the boundaries of going. Wow, there's a sales manager use case. There's a VP of marketing use case. There's yeah. a HR recruiting use case. But for you, it might be, oh, there's an event coordinator use case, and yeah. there's a you know there's a product surveying your customers use case, which are actually your, those are your um, beachhead segments that you'll be able to really grow with focus because yeah, right. the
0: larger companies get the less hats the founder probably wear so yep and yep. the and the larger those companies are the more people with that hat is now replaced The founder
1: that's right and and, and in some people, companies
0: it might be hundreds of people wearing the same hat or a thousand
1: yes exactly so are like a developer <laughs> i mean developers like the yeah. easy case it's like there's one it's the founder when he's loving your IDE it's when he's thinking or she's thinking like a founder uh, or like a developer so what we're trying to do then is say okay we have some non-founders that use it to to we have this you know bookkeeper segment now which is really exciting because they just eat sleep and breathe this need to visualize visualize these models uh, the next yeah the next n months for us is really all about finding those um pockets those veins those segments you want to look at it of yeah there's there's 10,000 like these and we know we know the templates and the integrations and the um, the use cases the models that they expect that they want to build like the, the questions they want to answer like we understand those really well we package that up and we just appeal to that that job title that person that role um and it's a little daunting. Man, i love it, that it's yeah, it's uh <laughs>
0: such a cool playbook item right there and mm. it just like my 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 head is spinning now <laughs> i love it <laughs> and it's it, so i think it's almost like it could be a missing piece for a lot of these you know well in ours, in one of the communities that we operate in, the kind of like indie hacker, bootstrapper, uh, B2B, indie SaaS space. I don't know what to call it these days, but (laughs) it's kind of like you're a founder of something. You have a problem, so you fix your own problem and you start selling it to other founders, you share it on Product Hunt that has a lot of founder types on it, in indie hackers, a lot other founders. And that's how you get to a certain uh, kind of like, well, traction level but then this might actually be the recipe for how to grow beyond that and mm. actually yeah i just you said petri dish and i yeah it makes the the whole like b2b SAS founder space a good petri dish uh, obviously it won't work for yeah. all niches but
1: yeah no that's true but i think then you can start to you can start to Really, I think this is probably because our tools are so generic and broad, like it doesn't just immediately imply, well, this is for the VP of market or marketing team, of course, you know? So,
0: yeah, what I'm looking but like when you look
1: to organize, right? Organize our product efforts. When you look at
0: me, Derek, maybe you like, let's say user list, like some of these companies, we all started with the same customers. Like our first 10 customers had a lot yep. of overlap or 100 customers even. Mm-hmm. And that but then like Reform is is now probably going in a different direction than SavvyCal even though we kind of started with the same people but they were wearing different hats when they were using SavvyCal versus Reform. Yeah, S- some overlap uh, there as well, but that's really interesting actually.
1: Yeah. And then getting to the next phase of growth where you can target by role, title, persona, and say, this is not just the top of the organization. This is, there's, like you said, one to many of these within thousands of organizations. And then you kind of take reform and you create the landing page that appeals to that. You create the recommended templates that appeal to that. I mean silly example but like if you're going to go after that B2C use case it's like here's here's an invitation template here's a how did you like the event follow up survey template and just like gearing those templates around you know that type of user then makes them go oh that's cool like it's just ready out of the box yeah. like it's a it's a product experience that speaks to them so i'm definitely thinking a lot about that yeah. You know, what are the templates integrations uh, that we need to build around um, each of these kinds of users, and then how do we just really find them proactively? And um, yeah, that's where my that's where my head. Are you feeling?
0: So, are you feeling good about? Do you have you? Do you have an idea about who you might be going after? You don't need to share who,
1: but I'm just curious. Yeah. How far you are? We have about. I'd say four of these in mind right now. Um, and, you know, we already mentioned bookkeeping is one. I think a founder is still going to be one almost as like an on-ramp or like you said, a continuing petri dish for this where it's like we know the templates that kind of appeal to folks like that. Um, e-commerce Yeah, is I think one there's a founder hat about. as well. There's definitely a founder hat, like as the founder. We yeah. call it the five-star general now. It's like the, we think <laughs> of it as like, the command and control view of things because what makes it unique is that they have a holistic view of the entire business, including fundraising, hiring, all these things where once you get to like 100 people, nobody except for the C-suite or the founder has that kind of view of the world where they touch everything or they see everything and nobody wants that. Actually, once you get to a bigger org, somebody else is like, I just... I don't want to think about, you know, individual salaries, right? I, I just, you know, I'm not operating at that level. I'm thinking about, you know, expenses, but just marketing expenses. Um, So, kind of real short version here. Founders will remain in the in the list. Um, Also think lending and people that are lending or wanting to borrow money, which is probably the founder in many cases. It could be a CFO at a bigger company, but creating uh integrations and templates that make it really easy to calculate the trade-offs to the cost of capital uh, between things like a stripe capital loan or a pipe or a shopify capital loan or revenue based financing et cetera et cetera it's kind of a whole world that i just find really you know appeals to me and and will continue to develop um and then i think one that's come up again and again is uh e-commerce so hmm. shopify merchants Shopify consultants, and really thinking about the logistics and the kind of the internal workings or operations of a, of a Shopify merchant, and then think about all the different facets of that that Summit could model and help you optimize, like just, as, as our friend Jordan gall knows really well, like imagine just even thinking about the optimizations to do to your cart And, and, you know, that would be something to put together in Summit and say, hey, if we change the percentage of people who bail out of the cart by this much, like this is how everything else would be affected. So I think there's a really exciting e-commerce application, Put uh, quotes around it as well. So I'm really right now saying, wow, okay, this is too much work for one person or even two people. Um, me and Ryan, to develop all this content and and templates. But I am putting it all in Wiki and just trying to make maybe, like, progress on each, like, a little bit of progress on each. I don't, I don't want to go entirely into one yet until... That feels like a very expensive way to go, like, linear, just, like, really deep on this and then really deep on this. I kind of want to just keep building little pieces Dip your toes. of each... Up, 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 until you know, and then see the response, see the response, and at some point hopefully that that connects you know that that starts to work, and then we can decide, but i don't it's I don't have enough feedback yet to say like for sure, let's just focus entirely on this role um but getting good signals and that nice that feels good to have some like sense of focus and a new yeah kind of a new horizon here, so. Um, I expect this will take months, but that's what it's all about now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. I thought Uh, you
0: were going to talk about Ethereum, but uh, uh, we'll have to wait for next episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe I'll make a little bit more progress first. It is Summit related, so I'm not just... (laughs) I know. (laughs) Not just wasting time here. I'm actually really excited about it. Um, And I did make some progress this week on that. On that use case which um i think will appeal to a lot of folks so i will share that share that soon but yeah man good to reconnect after being off the air for a while
0: yeah for sure and i actually i think i want to bring keenan the guy who bought uh w pusher and branch on the podcast as well at some point oh cool the way i th- the way he put together the deal was really interesting to me and i think a lot of people would find that interesting he's he's a young dude he's I think he's much younger than me actually so um
1: yeah that'd be great it's cool cool Cool. yeah
0: cool stuff that he's been doing
1: that's right he's he's a summit user as well
0: yeah he's a smart guy for sure (laughs) yeah very cool cool man
1: good to chat same see you you later take care Bye. bye